from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Good morning, afternoon, whatever. It's morning here. We're at the city market. We're back at our home base. Um, Fast turnaround from our Iowa trip last night. Yeah, that that ride back was crazy, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. God. Crazy drivers, animals oh, running into the road. Oh, I know. It, yeah, that one deer, I thought you were going to peg it. But it kind of jumped over the grill of the car and went catacorner across I-35. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't even think I touched it. I didn't. I didn't feel any impact. No, no. It. It. That. That was that deer's blessed day. I can tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Right deer now. had nine lives. Yeah. <laughs> it lost one of them that last night. So. Yeah. And then that truck driver that was out there. Uh-huh. I, don't know, I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, Truck crazy. driver shenanigans. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He was probably exhausted. Been on the road for three days and yeah, yeah. Didn't know I what he's doing? Uh, yeah, I don't even think he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So and you know, it's I just, not so much road rage as road lust. Well, I looked over going on. Yeah, so. yeah. I looked over the uh, the wire and I mean he didn't get hit or nothing. So yeah. I mean you know. I mean, There's I, nothing on the news this morning about it either. So. Yeah, so I don't think he got hit. He didn't cause a big accident. So, okay, whatever that was yeah. is what it was. Um, Road uh, trips are fun, aren't they? They are, yeah. <laughs> and no tell where we'll be at next one. Yes. Uh, this Friday, because uh, Saturday I am going to uh, Denver. Hopefully going to see my great-nephew. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be there a week, Saturday to Saturday. So we're going to do our podcasting for next week, Friday. Yep. So plan accordingly. Yes, oh, that's right. Let's tell them who we are. Oh, we are two douchebags and a microphone. My name is Mark. And I'm Christopher. And hence the two douchebags would and be us. Yes. And so. this this that's the microphone. That's the microphone okay. right there. So, so bringing douchebaggery to you in the most entertaining ways possible. Yes. And you're so, getting ex- everything you're paying for. That's right. Which is you're not paying for shit, so that's what you're getting. <laughs> yes. Shit. A big old steaming pile. So. Yep. So uh, I want to start off by doing a a a, um, a celebration. The Raiders are 0 2. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Great job, Faders. Yes. Already probably eliminated. So, yep. Uh, Dem- the lost Vegas Faders. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta admit though, I mean, although we're arch rivals, I expected a little bit more out of Denver, but they may get it together. They may, yeah. you know, I mean, Russell Wilson has not looked very good so far. No, but did you see any of the coverage of that Denver uh, Texans game? Yes, I did see some of it. I watched about the first 10 minutes, and it seemed like the announcers were doing everything they could to sell Russell Wilson to the listening public. Yes. They couldn't say enough nice things about him. They kept hammering about what a great thing is and, oh, they love him here and this great ovation and blah, blah. Seattle doesn't love him. Yeah, it, it tur- you know, last week was a big disappointment for Russell Wilson. Yes. So I imagine the word came down from whoever, so they talk him up big this time so yes. the fan base gets excited. Because it was, it was so obvious. They were just reaching and making stuff up, trying to find something good to say about Russell Wilson. Well, there's a big hubbub there. Um, from what I read was this right here, and I'm pretty sure it's true from what I could tell was Russell Wilson gave no indication of wanting to leave. He was like all nicey-nice to Seattle up to the day before. I think wow. he was saying some complimentary things and, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. Know, I, I do remember that. It was like a big turnaround. Just suddenly he removed everything Seahawks from his social media. Yeah, there was like, oh, shit, what's going on? And the next thing you know, he was gone. 
So, and, and remember, he had the clout, he had the help that he had to sign off on anything that happened. Yeah. They couldn't just come up to him because of his elk and his contract and mm-hmm. how great a player he is. What was they it, couldn't just 10, go 11 years? 10 or 11 years in Seattle. Yeah. And then just did like overnight pretty much, yeah. you know, give him the bird, slam the door, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm guessing it's his management that put that in his mind. Probably. It, it, you know, it may have started with Russell having some gripes or some beefs or grievances, I should yeah. say is the right term, against the Seahawks, and management sort of inflating him. It's like, you deserve better, you can do something better, let's keep it all close to the vest, and then just blow it up and go somewhere else and I, get paid. I wonder about him <laughs> and Pete Carroll's relationship with him, that could be too. Yeah, that, that's a big thing between a starting quarterback and his head coach, usually. It's, it's, yeah, because you're not going to see Mahomes and Reed all of a sudden just not talking. Yeah, you know? that would be weird. Yeah, so I don't know. That was... Uh, very peculiar situation that happened there. Yeah. And I think that we're going to find out more later mm-hmm. than sooner. And as you said, there's there's also there was a lot to gain by pushing another marquee quarterback into the well, AFC West. I, I, I stick to what I said before, and I believe this to be true. Mm-hmm. They wanted a super division. Yeah. So anytime they put that, they have this flex schedule on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. The division plays each other twice a year. Mm-hmm. So roughly half of your games, right around half of your games are division opponents. Yeah. They have the super division with great quarterbacks, except for Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is really good, but he's not great. Yeah. Justin they were Herbert. Hoping for more from Derek Carr, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Justin Herbert has, especially with Devontae Adams in the lineup. Yeah. So, um, Justin Herbert has the ability to be great. He uh-huh. has the arm, and he can make great plays, but he has yet to prove it. But to me, they wanted this super division uh-huh. that at any time they could flex schedule it, and it's automatically going to get, you know, super yeah. ratings. All of a sudden, they're going, oh, shit, Russell Wilson against Patrick Mahomes. Put that on. Uh-huh. Put that on on, yeah. on the primetime game. Yeah. And then even if it doesn't flex, they can put it on the 3 o'clock main game that everybody's watching right. from New York to California. Because mm-hmm. some of the early games California doesn't watch. It's like 10 in the morning, man. Yeah, they're probably they're still not up eating yet, breakfast you know. or something. Yeah, they're still working on the <laughs> night before. They're still into trying to crap out their vegan crap in the morning. Yeah, yeah. They're still uh, spitting out their kale from the <laughs> yeah. night before. With their little dry kale farts. Mm. You know, here's what a kale fart sounds like. <laughs> that is a kale fart because there's nothing to kale. She's even just imitating it, just you oh. can almost smell the kale cane. Oh my god. Yeah. Who the hell is sawing? Oh no, 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 no. It's that guy right there with the leaf blower. Oh. I'm gonna go over there and kick him in his ass. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, we put a podcast. You know, actually those aren't leaves. That's what vegans crap out. You <laughs> yes. might think they're falling leaves. Oh it's actually God. vegan poop. Those mean vegans. Yeah. Uh, they found out that they were selling meat in their products here. Oh, and they, so they shit all and, over the floors. Yeah. It just looks like leaves to us. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I can tell. Every fall, the leaves fall. No, that's vegan poop. That's vegan shit, yeah. That's vegans being disappointed at us for eating meat. Yes. Yeah. But like, that's okay because I'm disappointed in them for being vegans. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but they've got that near beef, that fake beef. Come on, go eat it. 
That's but, something I never get. If if vegans believe eating meat is so wrong, why do they want to pretend like they're doing exactly. it? Exactly. I'd be so far away from that. I'd be like, oh, yeah. no, no. I'm not even going to have anything that even like resembles it or yeah. acts like it. That's that's like, you know, yeah, I know beef, it's, I know it's wrong to have yeah. sex with a corpse. So I don't want to pretend to do it. <laughs> so if vegans yeah. say eating meat is so wrong, why are they trying to make all these fake burger and, patties? And also another thing is in this fake meat, yeah, it's supposed crap. to be so good for you. Oh, it's well, loaded one, with all sorts of processed crap. No, they don't claim, number one, they don't claim it's so good for you. They don't. They haven't. They're letting people claim that for them. Yes. And let you believe it. Yeah, they don't say this is the healthiest. Yeah, they don't say this is a healthy alternative because mm. they can't. Mm-mm. The the trans fats in it and everything that they have to load it full of to uh, simulate meat is no good for you. And it, at the end of the day, it's just as bad for you from what yeah. I could tell. I mean, allegedly, you know. And so, um, I mean, I guess the only reason you would do it is because you don't want to kill a cow. But guess what? They're killing them anyhow. And the fact is, you can't grow a giant crop of plants for human consumption without killing a bunch of animals to exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing, too. Yeah, so that, just... that, that vegan meal that comes to you, a lot of animals were killed so they could harvest that vegan produce. Yes. They had animal traps. They had you know deer traps killing deer, rabbit traps killing rabbits. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of animals died so that vegan meal could make it to you. Exactly. You know, I really think in order to be a non-hypocritical vegan, you need to harvest and, make, and grow your own food. Yes. If you buy it from somewhere, then, yeah, animals have been killed. Yes, they have. Guaranteed. Yep. So, um, and, and another thing is, is it's just kind of like going to an electric car point. Until we're completely on solar or non-coal mm-hmm. burning power... Electric car is hypocritical right now. Yeah, I saw a photograph of, you know, one of those enormous long coal trains. Uh-huh. And it said, look, there's a whole train full of electric car fuel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Until they can yeah. come up with other alternatives for power. I mean, really power. Mm-hmm. Not, not the stuff that they rely on whenever they want to you know, nip the corners or whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about solely the grid is solely solar or Well, the thing is, it doesn't have doesn't to be one thing. It doesn't leave a carbon footprint. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it doesn't have to be all solar. You no, know, you there's can have, other alternatives. Right, you can have the power grid made up of, because right now the power grid is made up of coal, Water. electricity, hydroelectric, nuclear, yeah. solar, wind, wave power generation i mean all that yeah. is now currently fueling this giant power grid if we can phase out the coal and the natural gas and replace it with more of the solar and wind generators and stuff yeah. then you know it's not some huge transition it's not some end of the world scenario that the the trumpers want to pretend it is yeah well here's something that i read and uh, i think this is true because every time i ever go by those farms the windmill farms uh-huh 60% of them aren't even working. Yeah. They say they're highly unreliable and they break down a lot and they're not really very efficient at all and they right. actually at the end of the day don't really save that much. Right. It was it's it's you can look at it as these as these things are first generation. Yeah. And you know, we've learned from it, you know, we've learned and we've developed some better technologies. Yeah. And things, you know, much much smaller, much lighter and much less complex 
can produce a lot more energy than these things. Yes. So at some point you got to decide, do we keep using them or do we tear them down and replace mm-hmm. them with something better? Um, I think there's also a storage problem, that if they turned on all those wind, wind turbines all at the same time, they were producing way more electricity than anybody needs at the time, and yeah. they don't have an efficient way to store it. Either yeah, it's true. heat or in a battery. Maybe that's or part something. of it too. Maybe it's not all mechanical failure or whatever. Maybe a lot of it is that to where like we can only handle a quarter of them today, so just shut the rest of them down. Yeah, so. yeah. So, you know, you you pepper the entire state of Kansas with those things, and then when night comes and all those Kansans go to bed, nobody's using electricity. So where do you where do you that's put true. all that power? Do you do you build lines to ship it all the way to Vegas? Yeah. Well, here's what I'm wondering is, is how come they can't start doing these on top of these skyscrapers like in New York? I think right now what they're worried about interfering with air traffic. Mm. And okay, I can see that. Here's the next thing that's coming, specifically for those skyscraper tops, is they call them uh, EVTOLs. I saw an ad for it the other way, EVTOL. It's uh, electric, vertical takeoff, and landing. And these are little electric planes that in the for the most case can be self-flying and they land and take off like a helicopter and fly like an airplane and they can carry anywhere from one to twelve people depending on the size you build that's pretty cool and this could eliminate a lot of the helicopter um, flights in and out of New York so there goes a whole bunch of emissions it can eliminate a lot of taxis there goes a whole bunch of emissions and taxi problems and uh, traffic problems so I think they're reserving the building tops. Uh, some the, the, they put like green, uh, they put plants up there for you know green producing, uh, purifying the air. But a lot of them they're starting to hold back for these little small aircraft. They're gonna start flying around. You, they can be unmanned and do courier service. Oh, I love you that. You know, fly, fly a human organ from this hospital to, you know, St. Joseph to be transplanted into somebody. And it can just, you know, get up about 1,500 feet and fly at 300 miles an hour and get there. And then when it gets there, it recharges. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's great. And a lot of this can be uh, computer controlled remotely. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's... Here we go off on a tangent again, but we were talking about wind generators on top of buildings. Yeah, I, I think I, they're I, reserving them for these little aircraft. I even forgot where it originated at, but yeah, that would be fantastic. It was Honda. It was a Honda commercial. The Honda is advertising. They're building these little EV tall things. Oh, that's and cool. And if a, a um, company the size of Honda is investing significant money and telling you about it, uh-huh. there's something there. Here, here's <laughs> Yeah, there is. No, it's going to happen is yeah. what it is. Here's something else is is my dad used to say this, and the more older I get, the more sense it made. Mm-hmm. Find out how to harness a severe thunderstorm, how to harness all the electricity. You could, if you could store that electricity somehow, oh, yeah. if you had the capacity of it, you could, um, you could light up Kansas City for probably 10 years on one severe storm with the amount of power, the electric in it. Yeah, it, it's amazing the amount of... We'd never have to worry about it again. Yeah. We'd never have to worry about electricity Mm -hmm. because it's coming naturally from severe storms. And then have all the electric cars you want because at Mm -hmm. that point it's like, hey, we got some weather coming. Oh, good, man. We got got free power for another year and a half, so bring it on in. Yeah. 
That, there was a time. Oh my God! Look at me. I'm doing the Trump hand thing again. Why am I doing that? Somebody cut my hand off. It's <laughs> my hand is possessed. Oh, you're, um, you're you're all over Trump this morning. <laughs> what what happened now? Did anything happen that you're like not happy with him? Oh what? no! I just somebody talked about him recently. So. Oh, okay. But when my hand starts doing that, I just want to bind it and put well, it away. I'd like to say though, what, what they're doing to him, I I think is complete bullshit though, because. You know, they keep doing this shit, and they're not finding anything, and it's pissing me off because uh, it looks to me like, uh, look, I'm not saying the guy's perfect or hadn't done He's not squeaky right. clean. No, no, no he is nobody not thinks squeaky that. clean. But it looks to me like they're harassing him. Yeah, I see what you're. I see exactly what you what you're saying. The perception and is. If you don't like him, that's fine. Uh-huh. But you don't want any of this going on because it can. It's going to happen more. I, now, yeah, that that puts it in a slightly different light for me. It's it's why haven't they found like mountains of stuff that exactly. they're blasting all over media? It's like, no. is Trump really that good at hiding it, covering it up? No, Has I he got that so. many favors he's calling in, or is this investigation just being run really poorly? It, I think it's this right here. I think that they're trying to get him to not run. They're trying to keep him from running because they're afraid of him. And, and in order to do this, and look, yeah. I'm not saying pro or against because, like I said before, I'm not going to reveal any of my true feelings on this podcast. Because why would I? It's not like we care what people think about us. No, 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 no. no this no. is entertainment, people. This is entertainment, and I want to keep. <laughs> it's it like really that. bad entertainment, but yeah. it still qualifies as entertainment. I want to keep. I want to keep it like that. I yes. don't want to keep it in the political because it's been my experiences. Is once you. Uh, peg yourself in political that's all you become right there there are things that i feel safe coming down on one side or the other but there are things that number one it's pointless to get into because everyone's entitled to feel the way they do and number two i'm not so arrogant to think that i'm better informed or or more correct than anyone else it's just my opinion no the same here so just uh, because i formed this opinion doesn't mean it's some you know holy writ in glowing letters it's just my opinion yeah and also man i vary so much on different (laughs) different things that that you can't really peg me in anything anyhow you know yeah and i change my mind a lot too me too me too i'll hear a convincing argument and i'll be like okay well i see that point but the thing here's what i'm saying is is this right here and then we can go ahead and leave the political shit okay here's what i'm saying is Let's say that I get mad at Christopher, okay? Like, I, I don't know, something stupid, all right? Like, he spills coffee on me, and I thought he did it on purpose. Yeah. And I have some friends at City Hall, mm-hmm. and I'm madder than hell at him. Then I go call in a favor. I'm like, you know, can't you just go by and nitpick Christopher's yard and go yeah, fuck with him? Yeah, find some code violation. Yeah, yeah and, and just keep screwing with him. Yeah. This guy really pissed me off. So... That can parlay into that easily once that goes on. And I know it does go on to a degree. Mm-hmm. But once you do it at that form, at that at that uh, magnitude, mm-hmm. the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Because then it just depends on who has a little bit more power from behind the scenes. And then they can just do whatever. So anybody that thinks that this is cool, that they're like doing all this, until <laughs> I see something yeah. solid, I don't want to fucking hear it from you. Because it's bullshit. It's harassment, and we can't have that in America. We can't have that in modern America because then you don't have true freedom. And it would also be counterproductive to unintentionally set Trump up as a sympathetic figure 
well, to yeah. where you could say, look, you've been after him for like six months, eight months, whatever. And, and actually, and that's kind of going anything. on. That's kind of going yeah. on right now. I know people that don't like him are going, well, you know what? They really need to fucking mm-hmm. back off unless they find something. Yeah. And right now, as of right now, there's nothing that I see. But he can bank all that goodwill as a sympathetic figure. So even when they do eventually find something, he still got that feeling. It's like, well, yeah, it took him long enough. Or, yeah. you know, remember back when Hillary Clinton was being hounded about deleted emails yeah, and public yeah. servers and stuff? She acquired the uh, appearance of harassed victims. Yeah. So it, it, it became less about did she do anything wrong and more about look at the lengths you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. And now Trump is kind of starting to get into that position. He is. Which would I, be a big danger to have to people ground, start feeling sim- sorry and sympathetic towards him again. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, and that's exactly the backfire of what they're trying to do. Yeah. So. It, so it, that makes it sound to me like. I mean, I'm sure there is something out there to find on him. I'm sure, I'm there, sure is there is, too, is. but I mean... So it makes it sound like the investigation is being done pretty poorly. It or probably is being done poorly. Leak and they've got a mole in their investigation somewhere, and they're phoning Trump ahead of time saying, here's what they're coming after next, go hide it. You know what? <laughs> Who that knows? could be. Who knows, but they need to be smart enough to know that's going to happen to yeah. you. They and should be like, nope, the guy's Teflon, leave it the fuck alone. And they seem to kind of promise us, they kind of hinted, insinuated, like, you know, oh, this isn't going to take, this isn't going to take long. You know, we're going to blow him up yes. in a hurry. Yeah. And here it's dragging on. And I think Christmas and New Year's is going to come and go, and they're still not going to have anything concrete yet. Yeah. And, and by the time the, uh, the term is up, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's going to be like, they keep harassing uh-huh. me, and they're all over me, and I'm still free, and I'm not under any charges. At a certain point, Americans are going to get tired of hearing about it unless you give them some juicy. Exactly. And if it's just the same old stuff, investigating go, Trump, they're going to go, oh, yeah, what else is new? You want to know who the guy of the true government is? That guy right there, because the whole time he was president, I got nothing but harassed. He can point the finger like that right now even, and a certain amount of people will go, you know what? He's right so far. And there are people just looking for an excuse to climb on that bandwagon again, it, too. That's true also. Uh-huh. So. It's, it's a bandwagon of, of, of hate and violence and no boundaries, and that appeals to a lot of people yeah. that have been so... They feel look, so stifled in the PC world. Look, it's like, oh, I can't offend I, people. I want to cap this They want to go out and offend somebody. Okay. And they want a big honking political group that they can be a member of I, I want, to have I want, their back. <laughs> I want to cap this off and then we'll go on to another subject Yeah, we here. need, to, we need okay. to get away from politics. Yes, we do. Um, okay, it's kind of like this, okay? You don't want to take over the government as flawed as it is. You mm-hmm. don't want to incite a riot or even or, uh, organically, let's say one guy called one guy or whatever happened there. Mm-hmm. That is not the way to do it. You don't do it like that, mm-hmm. because that right there will create all kinds of problems that I'm just not going to go into. Anybody with any amount of intelligence at all will realize the problems that it will create and also realize that that's not how you go about it. Yeah. So that right there is wrong, no matter what you think. You can think that it was rigged, the election, or you can think whatever. But the last mm-hmm. thing you can do is go down there and start kicking in the Capitol doors. Yeah. Because that right there is bullshit. And anybody, I don't care what side of the fence you're on, should agree with that if they agree with freedom. Yeah, otherwise you're just you're just wiping your ass with the Constitution. Yes. 
because and they're going you, against what they're saying was being uh-huh. uh, uh, manipulated or whatever. Yeah. So, so there, 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 there are a lot of people who will say, I like this part of the rules, but I don't like that part of the rules. Exactly. So if you yeah. believe in what happened, then you don't truly believe in the Constitution. And let's leave that right there. There we go. You know, uh, a U.S. man received a final paycheck of $950. This is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Oil-covered pennies. Ah, with an F you know. Cheers. Dude. And he got an F you, he got a fuck you note with it. Nice. Okay. A man from Fayetteville, Georgia got his final overdue paycheck from a local auto shop in the form of a pile of pennies. Yeah. Earlier this month, Andreas Flatan, I think is how you, well, whatever the fuck his name is, received a delivery. <laughs> we'll call him Andy. Andy, okay. Andy, <laughs> Andy received a delivery of over 90,000 one cent coins. All soaked in greasy oil and dumped in his driveway. God. A March post from his girlfriend states that a huge chunk of change arrived four months after quitting his job. Walker Auto Works in Peachtree, Georgia was responsible for the coins. No, good. Get their name out there. Here are the petty jerks that paid him in pennies. What's the Say man? that 8,000 times. <laughs> Once the man retained a lawyer for his final paycheck, a week later he received the change. And in case anyone's wondering, it is legally sound to do that. Yeah, I remember hearing kind of the opposite, where someone tried to pay in pennies, and the store said no. And and then he won the lawsuit. And right, because they ha it's legal tender. The store has to take it. If yes. it's inconvenient, too bad. That's why all that is on. Yeah. This is legal tender. Uh -huh. it means that it's legal. So. Now, there's one thing they might have been able to get the guy on in this case is oil-soaked because that's defacing U.S. currency. You know what? And that's exactly what I thought, too. Yeah. I think that's a technicality, and I think they took it too far. I don't think the lawyer okayed that. Yeah. I think they did it on their own. I mm -hmm. think if someone was like, hee, 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 hey, watch this. Uh, they throw a little oil on it and go, hey, that'll teach that fucker. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that, I think that, that is defacing. And also, what if he gets a big oil stain on his driveway? Yeah. Aren't they liable? I would think so, because they called, intentionally caused that damage. Because yeah. the point was to get him to have to clean all those pennies before he could cash them in at a bank or something yeah. like that, to make it just that much more inconvenient. 
So I think he could probably could have pressed that. And I think even the Treasury could press it on their own. Say, hey, look, you defaced nine what ninety thousand coins yeah <laughs> those are that's ninety thousand counts of defacing u.s currency <laughs> let's see one year jail time for each and a ten thousand dollar fine ninety thousand years <laughs> and nine hundred thousand dollars in fines bitch that would be good wow i've but seen other people what do did that guy do to piss them off so bad to prompt them to do that what you think is a lawsuit over his final check they're like yeah pay that Here's what I think it is. I think the guy wasn't very good, mm-hmm. and he quit, mm-hmm. and they're going to fire him anyhow. So when he quit, he was pissed. They were pissed. That fucking dick. And they're like, well, just don't give him his paycheck. Yeah, maybe left them in the lurch. Maybe That he, could have been. He left some uh, jobs unfinished. Or, you know what? That's probably it more than there, anything. There's a lot, there's a lot like, more to the story. He had like 10 transmission jobs, Yeah. and he got mad at him, and then he found another job, and he acted like he's going to be in Monday, and then all of a sudden... Hey, where the fuck is uh, um, Andy? I don't know, man. <laughs> and they keep calling Andy, and then like a week later, they find out, and, uh, you know, Andy's got another job, right? What? <laughs> and then they lose these 10 transmission jobs because they couldn't get to him or something like that. Yeah. I think probably his actions or something caused him to lose money. So yeah. they're like, okay, watch this. Well, you know, it's, it's totally believable for the boss to be a giant dick like this, but oh, he has a reason. Yes. There was a reason he decided to go to these links. I'd, I'd like to know, like you, I'd like to know what their reason was. I would too, because that is a lot of work. Yeah, that was that's a lot, a lot, of, lot work. of work just to screw somebody. It's a hell of a lot of weight to have to trek over there and dump. Yeah, I mean, it would take a hell of a lot to prompt me, like if I owned a business, to do that. It would take a long time to find that amount of pennies, too. There's penny shortage. Yeah, that's true. So he probably had to go to a lot of different banks to get all those pennies. And this Damn, happened, this guy was dedicated, apparently. This happened like a couple of months ago. So Gosh. it was during the great penny shortage. Yeah. That is very interesting. This, this guy, That boss was really pissed off about something. Yes, he was. <laughs> More to the story. We'll yep. get our crack investigating team on this. You know what? Our crack of 500 people. Yeah. Now, we call them our crack investigating team because they're because constantly they're on, crack. on crack. Yeah. Yeah. And we just... Uh, so we don't get a lot of work out of them. The reason we have 500 people is because this guy walking by, he's one of us now. Mm-hmm. He, I may not have talked to him, but he's one of our crack staff. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We'll so, get, him his, get him his crack. Yeah. And yeah. put him on the staff. Yes, that's right. So... Anyhow, the owner of a supposed cursed fridge in England has been posting flyers around London offering <laughs> the haunted appliance a cursed refrigerator. Yes. I love it. I really like this. Put his food spoil really quickly in it. <laughs> I was thinking the milk curled overnight or something, like he just bought it and had an ex- expiration date of three weeks later. Oh, you put the milk jug in and it turns to blood. Yeah, that's... It'd be like yeah. the ultimate Halloween fridge. Yeah. Oh, tell me more. I want to hear about this haunted okay. fridge. Well, he's been uh, putting up flyers free to collect to anyone who can live with the soul within. Oh, he's trying to get rid of the haunted fridge. Yes, but there's a twist. Uh-huh. My stepmother had a heart attack on the kitchen in the middle of an electrical storm, his poster explained. Uh-huh. And, his, and her soul was transferred into the computer unit of the smart fridge. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I heard that. I'm like, okay, I I agree with it now. It is yeah. cursed, and yes. But since it's his mother, it's his mother-in-law. 
Yes. Damn. Well, so it's only a curse to him. I mean, if she sells, if he sells the fridge, the mother-in-law doesn't have a beef with anyone else. No, so probably get along just fine. Yeah, he was probably a dickhead. You yeah. Know? So it's yeah. it's because it's him. He probably he probably Dutch oven the wife. And, yeah. 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 He probably pissed in jugs and left them around. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Damn. It's too bad that fr- that's it's in England. Yeah. 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 No. Well, I, I, there's there's actually was, more to it. I'm if going it was along local, with it right man, now. I'd be over there and like, give give me your haunted fridge, man. I want to see this haunted there's, fridge. <laughs> there's more. There's more to this. I'm just going along with it right now okay. for uh, for frivolity. <laughs> okay. Okay. The owner claims the fridge is judging them. <laughs> now, on how many slices of cheese I've eaten and whether I put the lid back on something. <laughs> A judgmental hunted fridge. Yeah, yeah. Fridge. So like he's going over there, and he's got this. He's this got awesome. this jar of gherkins, right? And he leaves the lid half off. So his dead mother-in-law is in that fridge circuitry, going, "You are a dickhead." Uh, let's uh, let's call him Billy. Billy, you son of a bitch. You know the next person that touches that, the lid's gonna come off and it's gonna fall all over him, and you don't care. Oh my god. <laughs> so here is the twist. After all this, the phone number listed on the flyer was, and not an individual, but a kitchen showroom. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so you call up there to get the cursed fridge. It's like, oh, they uh, we already gave it away. <laughs> but we have many other refrigerators on sale right now, so Bait you're in luck. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fucking... Yeah. It's I was kinda, just thinking, if you have like the whole smart home thing, uh-huh. then like, you know, not only could the refrigerator bitch at him for his eating choices, but if you left the seat up in the toilet, yeah, you like, could yell at him for that too. I saw that! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think her name was? Marge? Let's see, a British, a British mother-in-law's name. Gertrude. Gertrude, okay, Gertrude. Gertrude's yes. judging you. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that last time you left the splats on the toilet and didn't bother to clean them, Gertrude was there. You stinky, dirty son of a bitch. You're leaving that for your poor wife, my daughter. Uh, you are a piece of shit. See, what that would have been awesome is if they would like replaced the fridge with uh-huh. a new one, and as the new one is coming in, she could transfer her soul to the new one. Oh, that would be excellent. Yeah, so it's like, you'll never be rid of me. She's, you fat <laughs> bastard, another bowl of ice cream. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the fridge. No wonder your ass is getting fat. No, <laughs> yeah. no wonder your lead jeans are bursting out. You get up in the middle of the night for a snack and your fridge is shaming you. No wonder you, no wonder you can't see In your mother-in-law's dick. voice. <laughs> yeah, oh, Billy. Billy, Billy, you know why you can't see your dick when you're pissing? Because your belly's too big. That's right. Eating that marshmallow cream right out of the yeah. jar. Signed, Gertrude. By the way, oh. I seen what you did that. I seen you taking the farm. I seen you taking the farm around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I seen you punching the clown. Do they do they even make marshmallow cream anymore? I wonder. You know what fluff is what marshmallow they call it. fluff. Fluff. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's spelled F L U F F. It is in a jar. I don't yeah. think it's capable of spoiling, so they Hang could on. like make all they needed to and then store it for hundreds we, of years. We got the bitch right here. Hang on. Oh. 
it. So very warm Marshmallow day. fluff. Similar there you go. Flavor. You can buy it seven ninety eight at World Market. Jeez. So that tells you where marshmallow fluff went. Yeah. You had Elsa sell it to World Market. Bubble up. Bubble up. Yeah. So ah. so fluff is went the way of bubble up. Yeah. It's a specialty item that you can only get from certain stores. Yeah. So you're not going to walk into Price Chopper, Walmart, or uh, uh, Costco or something. Limited and distribution. Find it. Yeah. Limited distribution. So. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, so you ate, you ate that whole jar of marshmallow fluff that costed 10 bucks at World Market. So not only are you a food waster, but you're a money waster, and you can't see your dick. This is Gertrude, by the way. <laughs> and then she gets into your phone, and she catches you looking at porn, or hey! getting on the single sites when you're still married. Yeah. And... <laughs> Looks like parking patrol is out again. Everyone, oh, okay, it had been two hours. Hey, nope. stay away from my car. It's only been about he didn't even 45 minutes. Yep. Hey, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you scratch my car, man. We're gonna scratch my words. car, I'm gonna fucking strangle you with your smock. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, let's just keep an eye on the time, and I'll move it like I did All right. last time. Yeah, it's, as I said, we've been here about 45 minutes so far. Yeah. So. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, Ty Cobb's dentures are up for auction online. Oh, God. The, the famous baseball player. Oh, yeah. that's horrid. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck would want his dentures? What kind of a nutbag? Oh, that's just gross. Yeah. Other people's teeth, you know, when they're not actually in their head at the time, they just kind of creep me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, uh, we have actually two hours from now so, since he just wrote down my license plate. Oh, yeah. He can't prove I was here before. This is true. So, yeah. two hours from now, it's, let's see, it's 5.30 in the morning. Lucky you so. guys, you might get extra podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear a woo-hoo out there. Where did we get our phone number up and going? Yeah. I can't wait for some of these calls. They could be profane. I, I hope th they're I profane. I hope so, too. Yeah. So, Ty Dentures are up for auction online. A California-based company is selling off an unusual piece of memorabilia. Ty Cobb's Dentures. God. SCP Auctions said the listing for the false t uppers include um, their uppers and lowers. They uh, come with a brass container. Brass container, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you actually get a brass container with them, which could be worth, I don't know, 20 bucks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. At one point, they were in Cooperstown, New York, so they actually had them <laughs> no, in, in the, the Hall Baseball Hall of Fame. Wow, so there's your authenticity. But. Why? <laughs> okay, I'm going along, and I see the, the, the golden glove, the glove that, uh, um, uh, well, locally speaking, like uh, Frank White got. Yeah. You know, like his fifth or whatever. He had the record mm -hmm. for a while. I don't think he does now of golden gloves. Yeah, or the uh, bat that he was used on a certain. Yeah, yeah the 390 bat. The, the 390 yeah. bat, the one that gave him 390 or whatever, mm -hmm. or the end day or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, hitting streaks. You know, yeah. Uh, so, uh, or this is Cal the hat Rickin that Jr. this pitcher is wearing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the jersey for like the. 
fifth no hitter, you know, whatever. That stuff would have meaning. Yeah, dentures. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Why don't you just give me his jar of hemorrhoid cream too? Yeah. Here's the jar of goo he that was smearing on his that, butthole that while what, he was pitching in the fifth game. Of <laughs> that is what line it is. How about a jock That's strap? So fun. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 It did nothing to help in his baseball game. Just these these dentures did nothing to make him throw or hit or it run. It didn't any help better. Jimmy the running back. No. Yeah. I mean, because of like, the big and ball bite. Yeah. It did not help him. What oh, about wait, his he was not wearing a stick of deodorant. You could auction that off, yeah, too. Yeah, that yeah. had nothing to do with his baseball career, either. Yeah. God. So Cobb is a career batting average leader at 366. Bidding surpassed 14,000 as of last Friday. Mm. Isn't that crazy? God. You yeah. know that weird, weird son bitch who gets is going to pop it in his own mouth and run around with Ty Cobb's teeth in his house. I'm named Ty Cobb. <laughs> He's gonna go bite somebody with Ty Cobb's teeth. <laughs> uh, uh, I could see someone putting them in their mouth as a gag. Yeah. I have I'm, just I've just ruined the movie Red Dragon for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big spoiler for the movie Red Dragon. <laughs> it was what, Ralph Fiennes? Was in that? It's it's part of the Hannibal Lecter series of movies. I think Red you're Dragon. right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So if you like Hannibal Lecter as a as a character, then go then check out like, Red Dragon. Yeah, that is good movie. Mm. Uh, I'm looking for this story that I found online, but I did not have time to uh, write down. Let's see. Okay. Uh, While Mark looks at his phone. I'm yeah. going to gradually describe the events transpiring around us. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I say gradually. Um, I, well, okay, here it is. The words sometimes just pop. Hey. It's like nominal aphasia. I reach for a word and I find something else. <laughs> it was similar to gradual, but it wasn't that. That wasn't the right word. <laughs> okay, uh, the Rich Eisen show ha- uh, actor Henry Winkler was on there, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the uh, cast on the HBO show Barry, which he is a star in. Oh, Eisen- that's right. He's got a new show. Yeah, cool. It's and, been a while since and, he's been on a on a show, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And Henry Winkler is an excellent guy, from all accounts. I mean, you can just tell by listening to him. So Eisen was uh, saying it could be difficult to describe Barry to someone who hasn't watched it when Winkler blurted out a question. Have you met Patrick Mahomes? So Eisen confirmed that he'd met the Chiefs quarterback, and Winkler said he's one of my heroes. Cool. Winkler continued, I root for that team even though I've never lived there. I think he is just phenomenal to watch. After a short exchange about the Rams' Aaron Donald, their chat turned to other aspects of Winkler's life and career. Winkler responded, Patrick, hi. How are you? So, and he said, if Patrick's listening, I'd like to, uh, I let's see. He, he said, we make a great chicken stuffed with ricotta and spinach. And, you know, <laughs> if you're ever in L.A., <laughs> he's like offering him dinner. He wants yeah. to meet him really bad. You can put ketchup on if you want. Eisen noted the Chiefs will be in L.A. this season uh, when they play the Chargers, the Chargers at SoFi oh, yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And, he, and uh, anyhow, he said, uh, he said, um, he said, you know, they're talking about um, um, Herbert and and, um, and these other quarterbacks. And, you know, um, Winkler is like, you know, those guys are good too, but they're not Mahomes. 
Winkler mentions his desire to meet Mahomes a few other times in the full interview. <laughs> interview. I guess he says this a lot. But here are the main parts of him talking about the Chiefs quarterback. He, and anyhow, it goes on to uh, say that uh, Rich Eisen, he said he'll come back on the show if he could A, either call Mahomes and talk to him or meet him in person. He said he'll come on the show anytime. And to let him know, and Rich Eisen said that he could make that happen. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. And um, anyhow, I thought that was I thought that was cool. Um, you wrote down something. Do you have uh, you have something was, you want to talk about? I was remembering that the first time I I became aware of Henry Winkler as an actor, he played uh, the Fonz on Happy Days. Yep, that great would have been mid seventies. About, I think I was in middle school about that time. I do time. believe mid so that 70, would have been 74, 74 75, 75, 76. Yeah. I think it aired five years, even with the stupid cousin and then there that, was wasn't, the that wasn't uh, yeah. Ron Howard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, was he, I think he was in Lords of Flatbush, too. I believe he was. Which was kind of the yeah. similar yeah. genre, you know, 50s hoods kind of thing. But. I was young at the time and kind of naive, and I, I kind of thought that the actor was a lot like the character. And then when I saw an interview, and he's just this soft-spoken, nice guy. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It, it was a huge disappointment at first, but then I got I got used to the idea and uh, realized, okay, you know, he can play a tough guy, but not have to be a tough guy. And a lot of his roles have been the nice guy. Um, he was in a movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Where they uh, they worked, I think of the, I don't know. They somehow they got a whole bunch of money, and then they had to hide the money. It was you, a screwball comedy. You know how easily he could have got typecast with yeah. that prolific character. But then he did like that movie where he's a football coach. Yes. So he was he he intentionally took roles as the softer guy, the comedic guy, the bumbling guy. And that was guy. actually truer to his personality than the Fonz. And that's course. also a, a much. Uh, a much more useful character than the tough Arthur Fonzarelli character, yeah. which is you know cool but limited in its appeal. Yeah. And, but the character he started playing, you know, tons of movies out there for him to play like that. So he's uh, he's made a lot of good career choices. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he uh, he could have been typecast so easily. Yeah. Same way with Ron Howard too. And, and he's one of those Ron actors. Howard went into directing, and he got out of that typecasting just like that when he yeah. became a director. I mean, they're both really smart on their careers and how they handle it. <clears throat> true, true. Yeah. And the other ones, uh, Potsy and Ralph Mouth, uh, Anson Williams, and who is Ralph Mouth? Uh, Donnie Most. Donnie Most. Yeah, I saw him in a couple of things, but they he was kinda, still playing Ralph Mouth. Yeah, they kind of got typecast. Yeah. And so did, uh, what's her name, Joni? Uh, um, Aaron, Aaron uh, Moran? Moran, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Moran kind of got typecast, and Scott Bayo definitely got typecast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron Moran, except I for don't his think... huge penis. Well, yeah, uh, supposedly he was the largest penis in Hollywood. He was a table shaker like Lyndon B. Johnson <laughs> and Milton Berle and, and Milton Frank Burl. Sinatra. Yeah, and, yeah. Milton Huey Burl. Lewis apparently. Has, yeah, Huey Lewis. Um, yeah, the uh, the famous uh, groupie Connie. Yeah, uh, from she the song spilled Sweet, the beans Sweet on Connie. Him. Yeah. Uh, Grand Funk. And other songs, too. Yeah. But they use different names in other songs. They yeah. didn't use Connie. But she spilled the beans that Huey Lewis was one of the uh, more massive. Yeah. And that yeah. Peter Frampton Table was shaker. pretty tiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so. For a guy? Yeah. 
Look, it's bad enough to be tiny, but then have someone spill the beans publicly. Yeah. But you Come know, as on. long as it works, that's really yeah. all that matters, Leave isn't it? Leave me alone. I was born with my meat whistle. Yeah. More like a piccolo boy. It's bad enough looking down and seeing a thimble dick, and you got to make light of it. You're a bitch. You're a whore. Yeah, but Peter Framkin can walk up to, to just about anybody and say I've had more sex than you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it doesn't and matter, does all, it? I've had, I've had no complaints uh, because I'm Peter fucking Frampton. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. That, you know, that, that talk box that he yeah. used for that. I'm not a when huge he, fan uh, of it. But. When he went on tour, he had to coordinate his tour with Joe Walsh. Because Joe Walsh owned the only real operating one at the time. It was kind of the prototype. That. Yeah, Joe Walsh used it on a number of songs um, in his solo career and with the Eagles. But there was just kind of one available. So they couldn't both go on tour at the same time. Uh, Frampton waited until Joe was done with his tour and then got the talk box from him, cleaned it out, and he went on tour with it himself. I'm going to ask something <laughs> right now. I've got, I've got to ask the bitch. Hang on. Hang on, because there's something... You saying there's only one of them at the same time makes there, me curious. At the time, there was only one. There's, okay. you, can buy, you can buy them now as a regular oh. production. Okay, well, there goes my question, because yeah. McMars has one, and I want to know if maybe he got it from them, but if there's other ones, yeah. then yeah, he And then did. Joe Perry uses one on Sweet Emotion. Oh, uh, that's true. So, yeah, yeah that's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, the Eagles song, Those Shoes. Yeah, uh, okay. So, but at, at in... What was the mid seventies, and here we are, mid seventies yeah. again. When Frampton it was came the only out, talk box. So we had it, yeah, there was with. it was it was a new product, and you know, there was a song. It was a novelty song uh, called Mindbender or something. Yeah. My mama was a Gibson. My daddy was, was a Fender. Fender. That's why they call me Mindbender. Mind That's Joe Walsh, wasn't it? I don't think it was Joe Walsh. I think it was somebody else. But that was kind of the first big use of the talk box yeah, 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 to kind of yeah, yeah. got it it was a novelty song and they it got it out there and got people thinking about it and then joe walsh used it to great effect okay. peter frampton used who it performed the song mindbender there may be about eight songs but called mindbender but Stillwater. there you go yeah yep all that time i thought it was joe walsh yeah but it's it's because the talk it's the box sound. makes you sound. The makes, sound, yeah. yeah. So, Just anyway. like uh, Joe Walsh, he, he was very famous on a lot of his songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anyhow, using the, that equipment. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I've never been a big fan of them. I don't like the sound of them. Yeah. The, a little goes a long way with those. Yeah. And that whole Peter Frampton one where he goes on and on, that just seems excessive to me. I know a lot of people like it, but no, for I, me it's just a little too much. It's like a 15-minute drum solo. The backing too chords much. to me. <laughs> yeah, the backing chords to me on that song make more um, intrigues me more. The chords he decided to use yeah. against the talk box to me were a lot more brilliant than the talk box. Yeah. He yeah. used some interesting backing chords that may or may not have like really kind of meshed together very you're talking well, about but, joe walsh now um no or i'm talking frampton. about frampton yeah okay yeah think about that and the i'm talking about the uh what would you call it the meat of the song the rhythm yeah the the chords they use back there live is very interesting they're like minor well, at, at the time, it, this is going to sound funny to anybody who's taken any courses in music theory, but 
it was a long time no, before anyone rock listening, bands. No, anyone listening is not taking courses yeah. in music theory. <laughs> they, they will not have these shit yeah. jokes that we throw. They'll be like, they're above that. They're yeah. like, I, I'm not listening to this filth and garbage. I've got equations to do. Anyhow, go ahead. Well, people have probably heard, uh, you know, you've, you've got musical chords, you've got major and minor chords, mm-hmm. and those have been used pretty extensively in rock music. And then you've got uh, simple, you know, power chords, um, more complex, full voicing of open chords, etc. Well, like but there was uh, a long time before bands started using chords with like ninth and thirteenth notes. Those are those are notes farther up the scale, like and they uh, harmonize in a different May, way. Brian May did a lot of that. Yeah. He, uh, um, ironically, one of the bands that was credited with bringing I'll tell you who that didn't type, do that. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, there was there was a, a '60s and early '70s band called Blood Rock out of Texas, and they were a, they were a, a blues rock and roll kind of thing. But the rhythm section, the drummer and bass player, were just straight up jazz, and it was so awesome. They'd be playing these these super fast swing and shuffle beats in the background and then the guitar players would just be chunking away on I will on, have to check that out blue. yeah they, they have blood what blood rock blood rock and they had one big radio hit that I remember called DOA it's a song about a plane crash oh wow grabbed, not the famous DOA from Van Halen no this this is a, a slow moody organ laden song of a guy who's been in a plane blood crash rock. and is slowly dying like, like stated, stated before, before. If you believe anything we say, or think of this podcast anything other than hyperbole, parody, and just plain stupidness, you're dumber than us. And that's hard to beat. And it's told from his point of view, and at the end of the song, Fort Worth, there you go. Okay, cool. I got him in my yeah. memory, so I'll look him up later. I think in the first album, the singer was the drummer, but then on the second album, they just pushed him out front as singer, and they got a, a different drummer, and he was just you know super fast jazz. Um, that sounds really interesting. I yeah. think I would like it. Yeah, yeah. The the al- There's a double live album um, that they recorded back in I think '72, and that's got that's that's the one I listen to the most. Okay. Um, after about the fourth or fifth album, the lineup started changing. They started getting away from rock, and they added flutes and harps and started eh, turning into okay. some kind of hippie folk weirdo shit. And for most people, they, just, they they believe that that's the fake blood rock, and the real okay. blood rock was the first few albums where they were you know rock and rollers. Leave Songs like Jessica and You Got a Roll and Cheater and. Oh, that's some awesome. And it hits. sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, so I got off on that okay, big long tangent. Uh, but yeah, ready, I, you ready? I wrote down. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned SoFi Stadium in in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. SoFi is a company that does refinancing. I found this out the other day because they actually explained it. Um, the uh, um, uh, who was it? The the Rams quarterback uh, from. Uh, from Detroit. Stafford. Stafford. I mm-hmm. can never remember his name for yeah. some reason. Uh, Matthew Stafford actually did a commercial explaining what SoFi is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, I think they realize that nobody knows who they are. 
Well, I have seen other commercials for SoFi selling their services, especially recently. They started really showing, ramping up the commercials, trying to get you to refinance your student loan debt. And the reason is they want you to refinance it before it gets before forgiven. Before it gets fucking forgiven. Oh, because how if you, evil. if you get it refinanced before it's forgiven, it can't be forgiven. Because exactly. you've refinanced because it with a separate company. Because the government's just doing their end. Yes. They're not doing anything else. So how predatory of SoFi to try That's to lock evil. you into a loan you can't get out of when any moment you might be forgiven for that loan. That is evil. That's evil. That is evil. That's oh. the next predatory loan lawsuit coming up. In 10 years, we're going to be learning about how SoFi was predatory and everyone's going to get forgiven for those loans. They're doing the same thing. Ah, uh, SoFi is just... And then they bought the naming rights and everyone's so happy about it. It's like, they're just parasites. They've, yes. they've just shown themselves to be parasites. Yeah. Ah, uh, it just made me sick. Ugh. Damn. And their PR department is going to make them look like everybody's friend. Oh, yeah, they, they all do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Hey, who is it? Oh, it's SoFi at the door. Oh, let him in. Yeah. Come on in, SoFi. How you doing? They're Man. like John Wayne Gacy, well, you like a who biscuit? was, you know, the happy clown performing at kids' birthday parties, and then he was <laughs> yeah. killing people and burying them in his backyard. That, so they're the... Just because they look friendly and nice doesn't mean they are. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I, so that's I, why I wanted to say about SoFi and student loans. Yeah. You know, that, that is that is just dirty. That's I, evil. I, mean, I would never support a company like that's that. That's people I with no soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. Hey, um, are you ready for some uh, bad questions? I would love to hear some bad questions. Oh, good. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me there. If your pet could talk, what would be their first comment? Um, I think my dog Sammy, his first comment would be, take me for a walk, damn it. Because <laughs> I don't take him for a walk often enough. <laughs> my Yeah, yeah. I think that would be it. Um, mine would be, you know damn well that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This next one I love. Okay. What would be the best animal to beat Godzilla size in Rampage, New York? Oh. Uh, armadillo. Um, I'm going to say an armadillo. Just big armored tank of an armadillo <laughs> clobbering around. Just curl up in a ball and roll down the streets, crushing everything. That would be so fun. I love that. Yeah. I want to see a giant chipmunk. Oh, yeah. yeah, just scampering everywhere yeah, super fast. Yeah, just like, yeah, trying to cuddle with people and killing them. <laughs> Come here. And <laughs> he runs up, take the peanut out of your hand, and just eats you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a peanut in there somewhere. Yeah, who well. I got a little extra meat on that one, but who gives a shit? I am a giant chipmunk, and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, an armadillo and a chipmunk. We could not have went further away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's re- these questions are really good. I when I saw them, I was like, I got to write these down and oh, we got to yes. answer them. What strategy would you use to fight against a herd of angry sheep in a field? Oh gosh, angry sheep. 
damn, how do you defend yourself against... Because they're, they're soft and fluffy. It's like if you tried to hit them, you just, you know... It's like patting them because they're, they're covered in a mattress. Yeah. Um, I would say I, fire. Fire would work. Um, maybe just out-stupid them. But li- sheep are yeah. pretty stupid. Yeah, they are. I like sheep, you yeah. see, so I wouldn't want to kill them. So if I could outsmart them, the yeah. better. My oldest brother used to raise sheep. He would get like five young young uh, sheep each season and then uh, raise them up until they were grown to the size he could. I've got a question. Is yeah. a small sheep a lamb or is yeah. that something else? Yeah, lamb. That's right. He was getting lambs. Okay. But well, I didn't... I wasn't sure what a lamb was. I didn't know. I thought it might have been a sheep, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, lamb is the baby and then sheep, either a ram or a ewe, male and female. Okay. Um, and then the meat is considered mutton after mutton. a certain age. It's okay. either, if it's lamb, if the lamb, the meat is called lamb up to a certain age. After that, it's called mutton. Mutton. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's mut- where they get is, lamb chops and mutton chops. Yeah. And mutton is generally stronger flavor, et cetera. But anyway, so my brother was getting these sheep and he said he would get like five or six. Uh-huh. And usually only about half of them would survive. Really? Because they're just so freaking stupid. Like they would like uh, maybe fall into water and drown or something. Or yeah, they'd get their leg caught in a fence and then just 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 stand there and die and die. Yeah. Wow. And they they would get into the, just the most ridiculous circumstances because they were dumb, and then just stay there until they died. Wow. And I remember getting emails like, "Well, we lost another sheep yesterday." What happened? <laughs> well, it got caught in a fence and just starved to death. Yeah. So. He did that a couple of years, and there was one time I went to visit him, and he served some lamb um, that was from one of the sheep that he had raised, and, you know, I tried a little bit of it, I, I just don't like lamb anyway, and uh, uh, Cindy refused to eat it, it's like, this is something you named and raised, and now you killed it, and I'm supposed to eat it? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I see the value in that, I yeah. really do. You know, the, the philosophy was, we're raising it ourselves, we're giving these animals a good life right up until the moment they die, as opposed to going to the store and buying meat, and they were raised in confinement, feeding lots, um, bad conditions, etc. So, they called it, you know, we're getting happy meat as opposed to stress meat, which you get at the grocery store. But... They would name them every year. Uh, one year, they named them all after uh, characters in Pulp Chop Fiction. Chop and no, Burger. They named them after movie characters. One year, it was Pulp Fiction. They were all, you know, one one sheep was Vincent Vega. <laughs> <laughs> Another was Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the next year, it was uh, some Bruce, some other Bruce Willis movie. Uh, <laughs> like Die Hard. I think it was, Di- yeah, it was probably Die Hard. <laughs> then uh, my brother was a big fan of uh, Point Break, the original Point Break yeah. with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that was so, great. So he, one year the sheep were all named after characters in Point Break. <laughs> Wasn't Patrick Swayze in that too? And all yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a great the, movie. Yeah. That was one that I, I never saw the remake because I didn't see I never any did. reason for the remake. I didn't either. The movie was yeah. so great I didn't want to see the remake because yeah. it wouldn't have done the justice in my, in my thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm... There are a lot of things that get remade simply because, in some circumstances, the the culture of the time made it impossible to do a realistic portrayal. Yeah. Like uh, the TV show Kung Fu, with a white guy playing a Chinese guy wandering the Wild West. That's true. You know, it, how ridiculous was that? It was supposed to be Bruce Lee's role. 
Yeah. But they figured mainstream America wasn't ready for a Chinese leading man. I remember so reading they brought that, in like, this the, white guy. It'll who never was a, go under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And was it David Carradine? David Carradine. Yeah. yeah. He was a dancer, not a martial artist. So he learned. He was able to learn the martial arts move as a dancer, and. As a, as a kid, I thought, okay, why is everyone calling this guy Chinese? And, you know, because it was Wild West in the 1800s and everyone was racist about Chinese. You know, at the time, a lot of Chinese were being brought over to work on the railroad. Yeah, but And they were treated they, virtually as slaves, yeah. disposable humans, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So discrimination and hatred against Chinese people was fairly common mm-hmm. in the 1850s, 60s, etc. But when they were talking to the actor David Carradine, as, as a 10 or 12-year-old, I was looking at this and going, that guy's not Chinese. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> it's I remember that, they too. I always thought that Chinese was, but, yeah. but Carradine did it so well that people didn't really give a shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially people like us that had, like, no skin in the game. We had nothing mm. against Chinese people yeah. or, you know, we... And on a side note, something I found rather interesting uh, on uh, uh, race race casting, you know, casting and racism and ethnicity, uh, Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe on Friends, yeah, has recently been talking a lot of trash about the producers of Friends. Really? And because one of the one of the knocks on the show Friends is. It's such a white show. Oh my God! Yeah, you're people, right. People, they they said the really the only two women of color on the show were both Ross's girlfriend. That's there was right. The the woman who was the archaeologist or the yeah. paleontologist or whatever, and then there was Samantha or something. Like no, that. there was uh, Julie, the the Chinese woman. Yeah, uh, that's ethnically right. Chinese, but yeah, he went to that dig Ross's, in China yeah. and then came back with Julie. So. Do you think maybe they did that as a play on Jennifer Aniston being Greek, so he likes ethnic women? Mm-mm. But no, but that's... in all fairness, no one would know Aniston is Greek unless you, you know, unless read you it. Yeah. yeah, or her dad, yeah. John Aniston. Everyone knew he was Greek, so yeah. you know. But at the time, Friends was um, working hand in hand with the New York State and New York City tourism boards to rehabilitate the image of New York. That would have been the time and when New York, nobody visited it yeah, because it was, it was so horrible. Yeah. So the show Friends was in part created to rehabilitate the image of New York as a tourism know spot. That, and that's how they came so up with Central Perk. That's why everything was so pretty. Everything was worked out. Everyone had beautiful apartments on, yeah, that's on right. nothing jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, what Lisa Kudrow has been complaining about, because one of the knocks on it, as I said, is they didn't cast people of color. But Lisa Kudrow is now saying, well, the producers at that show had no business casting people of color because they had no understanding about what people of color were going through in that culture at that time. Because pretty much everybody running the show was white. Mm-hmm. And that's all they knew, and so they were just trying bag- to make it real white she's friendly. She's bagging on them about diversity. Yeah, so she's so she's you know this is the hand that feeds her still, mm-hmm. but she is right. I mean they they made it a squeaky clean show. And also show. they can't x her out of the uh, out of the money situation. That's already been done a long no. time ago. So you she can't edit her out of the wants. episodes because she's you know they're all equal in the ensemble. Well, she might hurt the viewership from here on out, but other yeah. than that, I mean. She's just stating what she feels, I guess. Yeah. So. 
But I thought it was interesting that she was taking the stand and calling them out for their uh, uh, lack of diversity and, and saying, you know, that was all they knew and they were incapable of being inclusive and diverse because, you know, at the time it was, you know, let's crank out the shows to appeal to white people. Okay. Um, if you had to dye your hair a bright color for a day, what would it be? Oh, probably kind of a lime neon green. That's what I was going to say. Appealing. Now i got to come something different okay. now. <laughs> I'm going to say a purple, a really, really oh. bright purple. So. But my first choice was like a lime green. Purple would be good too, yeah. Which, fiction, which fictional character would make the best roommate? Which one would make the worst? Okay, best roommate? Um, you know, oddly enough, I think Superman would be a pretty good roommate. Because he's in his alter ego as Clark Kent. He's very polite, and he's quiet, and he's shy, and he's accommodating, and gets along. Um, probably the worst one would be Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he would be just vulgar yeah. and mean and pissed off and full of envy. Yes. You leave a toilet seat up, he comes in there and fucking cracks a, a speaker over your head. <laughs> so, yeah, Deadpool would be my nightmare roommate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with the Hulk. Because let's say someone pisses him off. Let's say his old ex-girlfriend calls. Oh, yeah. And pisses him off. Next thing you know, your house is destroyed. Or he's rooting for the Chiefs to win and they blow a fourth quarter lead. Next thing you know, he destroys the house. Yeah. So uh, I guess we should all be grateful that the Hulk is not a Cowboys fan. Because he probably would have obliterated this lower half of the United States. There would be nothing left. (laughs) But the only good thing is is he probably would grab Skip Bayless and just like pinch his little fucking needle head off. Yeah, I'd like to see him pick him up by his ankles and just like start bashing the stadium down into rubble using Skip Bayless as a bat. Oh yeah. Then I'll like see Skip Bayless's dead fucking lifeless corpse like hung up on the uh, Cowboys flagpole. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Allegedly, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best roommate would, uh, I'm going to say Robin, because you could make him do anything. Oh, yeah. You know? Robin. It's like the TV's too loud. Okay, I'll do it. I'm sorry. That's right. He was a, he was a pretty subservient motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Once again, we reached the end of another broadcast. See you later, motherfucker, yeah. See you later, motherfucker, yeah.